one or two clients shout out prayers, very short prayers of praise and adoration to God. Just feel to shout them out where you are. Please do sit down for a moment. Steve, can we not lose, Lord, I lift your name a heart. We might come back to it in a minute, okay? <laughs> Just a warning. So, um, <coughs> Haley's not here again. If you could all send her messages, just reminding her, you know, that'd be good. No. But So, it's up to me to do the notices. And in a minute, I'm going to invite a couple of others to join, which I say. But this week is a really good week in the life of Romford Baptist Church. We are really excited, but tonight we've got a Bible study, and then Tuesday the prayer meeting. You can see all the stuff on the notice sheet. If you don't get this notice sheet through the email, everybody's welcome to have it every week. Can you speak to JJ? JJ, just stand up a minute. Those of you who can't see from downstairs, she's wearing the most gorgeous, bright outfit with a red jacket. I think she's the only red coat in the house this morning, but... So if you can speak to JJ, she'll take your email and we'll make sure that you get your notice sheet through the email. But there are printed copies around as well. But we'd love to keep you informed what's happening. Wednesday at RBC, this Wednesday, sorry, let's start with Wednesday lunchtime service at 12.45. All are welcome there. It's a very short, simple act of worship. Just pausing the week and people are welcome. And then Wednesday at RBC, which happens on a Wednesday evening, it's this week going on online only. So don't come to the church. It's online only. And the Zoom link is on the notice sheet. Next weekend, we have a really exciting weekend. This church, Romford Baptist Church, over 50 years ago, had a vision to start a home for elderly gentlefolk. And many people here today, were there at the opening service in October 1971. And I'm not going to ask you to put your hands up if you were there. You'll probably be able to recognise. But this weekend, we are celebrating 50 years of God's faithfulness in that care home and all that God has taken us through 
and it's going to be an exciting weekend. And on Saturday, there are many events going on during the day. There's going to be an opening short service at 10 o'clock, and then we've got Brassagram, which is doing some music. I'm not sure who, what kind of music they are. We've got the Salvation Army coming up. We've got traditional ice creams coming out of a bike in the afternoon. And we've got a guy called Gary singing our favourite tunes and closing. Please, if you can come up to Parkside any time between 10 and 4, just come. And parking's not easy up that part. And we're using the car park because we can't take everybody into the home for COVID reasons. But we have this Conservative Club next door and the uh, creche two doors up have agreed to let us use their car park. So if you're coming, you can use one of those two car parks. And we're grateful that the mayor is coming and many other people are coming along. Staff old, who have been staff in the past, are all coming. And so it'd be great to see as many of the church as possible at that occasion. And then, on Sunday morning next week, we're going to have a Songs of Praise, thanking God for that home and that's going to be here in the church to come along and we're even going to feature some video from 1977 see if you can spot if anybody has aged <laughs> since then really exciting weekend and we just want to thank God and praise God for his faithfulness and then coming up in a few weeks time John's going to come and tell us about something that's coming up in a few weeks time just before Covid uh, came along, uh, we used to every few uh, months have a games evening, social evening in the hall just to relax uh, and get to know one another. So we, we play, uh, um, uh, we've got bowls, table tennis for those uh, active, board games, people like sitting around board games. But if you don't like games at all, just come along and have a chat uh, and relax. Um, we start from 4.30 through to um, uh, about eight o'clock. It's a sort of come when you can, go when you must, so just come and go. Uh, coffee and tea is, is, is going on throughout the, the evening. Um, so just come and rest, relax, um, and, and have a chat. So it's a time just to, 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 uh, to get to know one another. So that's, um, that's uh, a fortnight yesterday in the hall from 4.30ish. Four, four Thank you very okay? much, Okay, Thank you. Samuel's going to come now, and because today's our bank offering day, and Samuel is our church treasurer, he's just going to come and say a few words. Thank you, Samuel. I think I am actually. Yeah, this this sermon I'm going to preach to you today is about how to empty your. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, dear friends, today is our annual Thanksgiving service. 
We missed the one for last year for obvious reasons. There's no point in going back onto that, yeah. Uh, although every day should be a thanksgiving to him who reigns on high. And every day, uh, every Sunday when I come to church, I try to go back home with a couple of words or maybe one or so. Today, when we were singing the first song, we said the last verse, filled with his goodness, lost in his love. Filled with his goodness, lost in his love. How am I so privileged to be lost in his world, in his love? Aren't we a privileged bunch of human beings? So today, uh, our thanksgiving, what does it mean? It means to give thanks to the Lord. Every day is a thanksgiving day. But as we a collection of people, of like-minded, like-minded people, we worship God together. And I would thank the worship team for such a rousing, you know, part of the service. I hope you'll be able to keep it up. I will not know because I will be at the back. But for now, I will say thank you. Thank you because it lifted my spirit. And I believe it lifted a lot of spirit. When we look back to the past years, we need things to be thankful for. According to the new sheet, we have so much to praise and thank God for. And we look forward. As we look forward, we want to continue to seek as a church to make God known and to show his love through the, his, the word and actions, which means the church is an active place that people look up to. But everything that we do, just like any other, and I will not apologize for this, just like any other uh, activities in the world, it needs, it costs money. It costs money. God has given us that resources. What do we give back through him? So, my brothers and sisters, I will ask you today, let us rise and drop our envelope in the box, and I will lead by example. Yeah, as your treasurer, hey, come on. I will lead by, I will lead by example to drop my own offering. And to those of you who have given me their envelopes, and to those who have already dropped it, I say thank you. To those of you who have it, done it through the banking system, I say well done, very efficient, and thank you. So, if you need help, I've got loads of uh, envelopes here that is specially dedicated for two days. And if you want to use the card machine, I've got my able assistant, JJ, with Vicky to help you to use the, cash, uh, the card. And if you need more envelopes, it's outside there. So, Steve, sorry to drop this on you. If you can give us some melody as we get up and drop our offering in the boxes, either here or in the foyer. I thank you on behalf of the leadership team for your generosity. Thank you. As we give to the Lord, let's again, Lord, I lift your name high. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that we can give to you. And Lord, we pray that every offering that has been given, every blessing that has been poured out to you will be turned back to transform lives in Jesus' name. Lord, may we be people who take the gospel 
to all people in acts of love and kindness, in word and deed. For your glory we pray. Amen. Please do sit down. If you're downstairs, if you're upstairs, I noticed the dancing had worn out. It's good to see you all, and um, I have just uh, been given a note that reminds me that I forgot something, and that on the 31st of October, we're planning a baptismal service. If you believe God's leading you to take that next step, to walk through the waters of baptism, and as a Baptist, you know this is a part of what happens when somebody gives their life to Jesus in faith, then we have some... uh, Groups meeting on the 10th and 17th and the 24th of October. Please speak to Jiddy here, who is uh, on the base, or JJ, who we said about for the notice sheet as well. Speak to one of those two and say, I am interested in being baptised. People who are being baptised are those who are old enough to make a decision to follow Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour for themselves. As a Baptist church, we do not baptise infants and babies. Because, believe it or not, parents cannot make that decision for their children. Children will think what they want when they grow up. But, if you love Jesus, and you want to celebrate that through the waters of baptism, and you've made that decision for yourself, and you've never been baptised before, please do speak to Jiddy or JJ, and they will help you to get ready for that baptismal service. We hear God's word read to us now, and it's from Hebrews chapter 13. And I think the Luani family's coming forward to do it. They're coming from all corners of the building. morning church today I'm going to be reading from Hebrews 13 keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters do not forget to show hospitality to strangers for by doing some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison and those who are ill-treated as if you yourselves were suffering Marriage should be honoured by all, and the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all sexually immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money, and be content with what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What mere mortals do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and intimidate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is not 
which is of no benefit to those who do so. We have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burned outside the camp. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the, ho- to make the people holy through his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore. For here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. Um, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority, because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. Pray for us, we are sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honourably in every way. I particularly urge you to pray so that I may be restored to you soon. Now may the God of peace, who, brought, who through the blood of the eternal covenant, brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with every good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him, through Jesus Christ. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I urge you to bear with my word of exhortation, for in fact I have written to you quite briefly. I want you to know that our brother Timothy has been released. If he arrives soon, I will come with him to see you. Greet all your leaders and all the Lord's people. Those from Italy send you their greetings. Grace be with you all. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So at this point of service, our children and young people are going to leave us for their own groups. And I think the uh, main children are in the hall. I'm looking for help, yes. And then the youth are going out into the youth lounge. Is that right, Ben? I've lost Ben. He might be out there preparing. That's the sort of direction. So at this point of service, if the children and young people would like to leave for their own groups. Thank you. Please do sit down. I believe, I believe there's a phrase in that, or that phrase itself is a declaration of our relationship with God. I believe. We've been doing a series, and this is the last in the series you'll be recalling, of the fact that we were all made in God's image. No more special than others. Men and women are equal. People of all nations have equal value. Because we were all made in God's image. And that's quite a statement in itself. Because it goes countercultural to so much of what the world wants to say where somebody is more important than the other, another has more value than the other. It's not true. Every person is special to God. And I want to say to you today, you are special to God. And we've just sung that song, I believe in God the Father, I believe in Christ the Son, and I want to tell you, 
God believes in you. God believes in you. And God loves you. He's always loved you. He's always loved you. He's never said, I've had enough of them. He has always loved you. As I was growing up, there was times when my mum got so frustrated with me, she would sit there pulling her hair out. What am I going to do with you? God never did that. God never did that. God hasn't done that to anyone here. Even when we've gone away from him, God has still loved and cared and deeply cared for each one of us. Because we are made in his image, we have his fingerprint on our lives. He loves us. And I want to say to you this morning, I invite you back into that relationship with God. If you've moved away and you think I have no worth, if people knew what I know about myself, they know that God could never love me, you are wrong. Respectfully, you are wrong. There's no one in this room that God does not love. And as we look at this passage from Hebrews chapter 13, you'll recall the writer to the Hebrews has been speaking about by faith God's people accomplished all sorts of things. Now we don't know for sure who the writer of the Hebrews was. Some say Apollos, others say Paul. I personally think it was a woman. Because at the end of 13 chapters, they say, I have only written a short letter. I know no man who would write that much and call it short. But these words felt so important to the writer who's been talking about the faith in God, how God can do immeasurably more than everything that we could do in our own strength by faith. We have been called to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. We've been called to actually trust in God in everything. And now in chapter 13, there's a sort of rounding up of the comments, rounding up of the thoughts that this writer wants us to really know about what it is to be part of God's community. And in the first three verses... It starts off, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. There's a phrase, isn't it? Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. He's writing to the church in Italy, in Rome. A church that actually has been a bit problematic. Part of the letter to the Hebrews is to say, come on, get back to what being a church should be. And here he's saying, or she's saying, keep on loving loving one another as brothers and sisters. Now the thing about brothers and sisters, if you've got brothers and sisters, you might think, well, what does that mean? I'm one of five, as you know, I'm the middle one. And I know sometimes living as brothers and sisters, particularly as children, is you fall out with each other and you squabble. But you also know 
that when the going gets tough, you come back and you're totally struck firm with each other. You love one another. And here the writer is saying, look, you are connected. You are siblings in Christ. You are brothers and sisters. You're not just a desperate group of people who happen to come and get together. You have a common identity. You have the fingerprint of God on your life. And it goes on not to forget to show hospitality to strangers. Because you could be entertaining angels without knowing it. And continue to remember those in prison and those who are ill-treated as if you yourself were being so. Remembering that many Christians in these days were in prison for their faith. Last Sunday morning, a Baptist church in Haiti was raided. The pastor sadly killed. A deacon taken a hostage and still remains hostage as far as I know to this point. Just remember that actually the persecution of the Bible is still going on today in the world. And in many parts of the world, being a Christian is costly. Is costly. And so we're called to watch out for one another. A sociologist trying to see how children behave went to a village, it happened to be in Africa, and challenged the children, had three children line them up and put a box of sweets at the far end and said, the first one to get to the sweets would win this box of sweets. On your marks, get set, go. And something amazing happened. The children took one another's hands and walked together to the sweets. And when the sociologist, who was puzzled because he came from probably America or whatever, questioned the children, said, well, why didn't one of you run ahead? You could have had the whole lot, not had to share. The children replied, if I'd won all of them and they got nothing, I have still lost. Because we only succeed when we all succeed. And this was part of the philosophy that they had grown up with, recognizing what they call Ubuntu, the community language, the community being. And if they have nothing, said one of the children, I have nothing. Such power. And God calls us together to live as brothers and sisters, ensuring and caring for one another. But as this passage goes on, in verse 4, it talks about marriage being honoured. And the marriage bed being kept pure. Keep our lives free from the love of money. And be content with what we had. Because God has said, I will never leave you. Nor forsake you. So the second point, alongside loving one another. Is we are called as God's people. To live in the framework which he designed. 
Sadly, particularly in the Western world, the love of money is beyond all things, it seems. The aspiration is success means you have more money than you know what to deal with. And we love money and our faith is in our bank account. It always surprises me with then on Facebook. When somebody loses something, they put it out on Facebook and eventually, hopefully, they find that wallet that they lost or whatever. And there's a stunned amazement when a wallet is returned with all the money in its place. And people say, wow. And everybody's saying, that's the kind of people we want. But why is it so rare? Why is it so rare? Well, one of the reasons it's rare is because people have a love of money beyond that which is of God. And as we look at what it means to be made in God's image, I want to say God has given us a framework by which to live. And many of us will have got it wrong at times in the past, or maybe we got it wrong now. That doesn't mean God stopped loving us. But what it does mean is God wants to call us back. And call us back into his framework. Not because God wants to kill all our fun, all our joy. But what it means is God wants us to live in a way that we are designed because it is the best for us. It is the best for us. And the reason we can say it is the best for us is the next verses. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can us mortals do? We can know our creator God is with us. Our creator God is with us. And as the verses go on, God does not change. In this verse or in this passage is one of those great quotations of the Bible that's said time and time again. And very often the familiarity overcomes the meaning. It says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not changed. You remember that Jesus of your youth who you fell in love with and you worshipped and then over the time maybe your habits got out of hand and naturally you moved away from that relationship with Jesus. Let me tell you that same Jesus is still there. He always will be and he invites us back into a living relationship with him where we can come not as destroyed defeated people but victorious people because of what he has done for us and he invites you back into that living relationship with him
There are many different philosophies and teachings around, and the writer to the Hebrew addresses these in verse 9 onwards. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teaching. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating some ceremonial foods, not, which do not benefit to those who do so. And the sense that there is all things, sorts of things that can keep us from the simple truth. And the writer to the Hebrews wants to take us back to the truth. To the truth. And in verse 11 onwards, we see that recollection that Jesus Christ died for us. He died for his creation because he loves us immensely. And as he died for us, he died to give us a future. A future which is victorious. And I sense God wanting to say to his church today, maybe to Romford Baptist Church in particular, get back to the worshipping of Christ. Get back to believing in the Jesus who is the same yesterday and forever. Because God wants to do amazing things among us. I could say a lot more about this passage, but time is going past and we want to celebrate what God's done for us through communion. But I want to just take one more tangent. Having invited you to come back to the Jesus who transformed you and can still transform you. And that tangent comes in the form of verse 20. Now, may the God of peace who brought you through the blood of the eternal covenant, brought you back from the dead of our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with every good, everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever. The writer to the Hebrews, The writer who wants to be a part of your life. The writer who wants to say to you, look, there is a better way. Is saying, let God, who has done all these things in the past, let that God Come into your life and do great things. Because as he takes hold of you, you will find God can use you and make your life richer, more powerful than it has ever been before. You are made in the image of God.
God has created you and made you valuable, special. He's made you sacred. He's made you holy. But what God didn't do is when he finished the work of creation, said, right, off you go, you're on your own now. He didn't do that. What God said is, and I'd love to have a relationship with you for the rest of your life. I'd love to let you and have you be in a part of my story, his story. And I invite you, as we come to communion and we take bread and the cup and we share this special moment, I invite you to ask yourself, Will I come back to God again? Will I come back and let God be part of my story? Amen. As we come to communion, we're going to sing the communion song, Behold the Lamb who bears away our sin. And so it gives me delight to welcome all, but it's not a welcome from me. This is our God who says, you are his, you are special. God invites all of us who know him to this table this morning to share together. The bread is gluten-free, the wine is non-alcoholic. If you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then Jesus welcomes you here this morning. And if you're yet to put your trust in him, this is an opportunity for you to reach out and say, God, here I am. And so I invite you to sit and I'm going to share with you this morning that on the night the Lord was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it, giving thanks to God. And he said, take this and eat it, for this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup and he said, this is my blood, the blood of the new covenant which is poured out for you whenever you drink it drink it and remember my sacrifice for you burn is going to come and lead us in prayers let us pray dear lord Thank you for this time of reflection on all that you did for us at Calvary. As we partake of the bread and wine at this communion table, we take that the bread and bless it and break it and remember it as what you did for us when your body was broken. May we continue to feed on you in our hearts by faith and with grateful thanks from this day forward. And may we walk worthy of our calling in Jesus Christ in the life that is honoring 
to you. And Lord, may we come to you today with grateful remembrance of what you achieved at Calvary for all of us when you shed your blood to pay that enormous price for our sins and became a ransom for so many. We share the cup of blessing in your name. Remember how you took the cup in the upper room as the hour of your crucifixion drew near and you said, this is my blood which is shed for so many. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Thank you for this sacrament. And may we never approach the communion table in an unworthy manner, knowing as often as we eat this bread and drink this wine, we proclaim your death until you come again in great glory and majesty. Praise be your name. Amen. So come to this table, not because you must, but because you may. Not because you're strong, but because you know you're weak. Come not because any goodness of your own gives you a right to come, but because you need God's mercy, you need his help. Come because you love the Lord a little and you want to love him more. Come because he gave himself for you. Come and meet here the risen Christ, for we are his body. This is his table. It's not of the church, but of the Lord. It's to be made ready for those who love him and want to love him more. So come if you have much faith, and if you have little. Come if you've been here often. Come if you've not been for a long time. Come if you've tried to follow and if you've failed. Come, not because it's I who invites you, but it's because it's our Lord. It's his will that those who want him should meet him here. The servers will come and serve us and we'll take the bread. And as we take it, let's remember the sacrifice of Christ. And then they'll bring round the cups and we'll retain them, we'll hold them together until we can drink together as a sign of our unity in Christ. Let's come to our Lord through this sacrifice. morning church our assignment is to pray for the church prayer of thanksgiving permit me to sing we are grateful oh lord we are grateful lord we are grateful oh lord for you have done for us 
and our families, we are grateful, oh Lord. Our Father and our God this morning, we want to say, Lord, we are grateful. Lord, for all that you have done for us, for what you are yet to do, and that which you are doing, oh Lord. We thank you for where you have brought us from. We thank you for where we are today. We thank you, Lord God Almighty, for where you are taking us to. We thank you for our families. We thank you, Lord God Almighty, for this 10th month, the month of October. Lord, it, we thank you for you, oh God has brought us far. You continue to keep us as a family. Lord, this morning we continue to pray for our church members, oh God. Those who are sick, those who are bereaved. We bring, oh God, Lillian Wing, the gates before you. We bring Brian Sharp before you. We bring Mel Giddings, dad's Eddie before you. We pray for Maureen Smith. We pray for Pauline Yates. We pray for Iris Oliver. We pray for Sue Sister Anne. We pray for Linda Flack. We pray for Cynthia, and we pray for Iris Knight, oh Lord. And Father, Lord, God Almighty, we remember Caroline who do you hear me, Lord. We pray, Father, Lord, Father, Lord, for the death, sudden death of our son, Lord. That Lord, Sunday, that died recently. We pray that, Lord, you will comfort this family. You will open your arms wide and you will comfort them, O oh Lord. And we pray for those who are bereaved at this time, Almighty God, in recent week and weeks and months, O oh God. That, Lord, you, O oh God, you will comfort them, O oh God. Lord God Almighty, we continue, O oh God, we pray for Daphne, O oh God, that's still, that she, that she is still in the hospital. And for Don, O oh God, and that whole family at this time. Lord, we pray for those who are in the hospital and those who are recovering at home. We pray for the winter gardens at the parkside at this time, O oh Lord. We thank you, Father, for the forthcoming celebration of parkside, 50 years. Lord, we thank you. For it can, it can only be you, O oh Lord. We thank you. Lord, we continue to pray for, O oh God, for Mike Simpson as he preaches, O oh God, this morning at Chase Cross Baptist Church. We pray that, Lord, you will give him the anointing, O oh God, to speak your word expressly, that your word will go out there to save, to deliver, and to heal the sick. And, Lord, this morning we bring families before you. We pray for our families. We pray for peace. We pray for joy. We pray for harmony in the family. We pray for unity. Any cancer, any plan of the devil to bring division to our families, Lord, we come against it in the name of Jesus. And we pray for your peace, all round peace in our families, oh God. We pray, Lord, for parents. We pray for that amongst. We pray that they will love their children with the genuine love of the Almighty God. We pray for children that they will not be wayward, oh God, that they will love their parents. They will listen oh God. They will walk, oh God, in the way, the way of the Lord. They will fear the Lord, that when their parents talk to them, they will listen. We pray, Lord, that you will bind families together. We pray for the bond of love to make us to stand together, to pray together, to love one another as a family, oh God, so that in this end time, the light of the gospel will shine in our community. The light of the gospel will impact lives, oh God. We thank you, because we know the family that prays together, stays together. We pray for this grace to stand together as, a world, as one. And we pray for the, the family, the church family, that Lord, you will keep the church, oh God, that the church will continue to march on, and the gates of it shall not prevail against it. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen.
Thank you, Sade. I want to just take a moment to say welcome Stephen Butler. How absolutely wonderful to see you again. It's just wonderful to have you with us, Stephen. We've missed you, and I hope lots of people will greet you today. Um, it's just lovely, and we hope you're settling into your new home well. Thank you so much to Kara who's brought him today. Thank you. We really appreciate it. We're going to stand and we are going to sing together, It Is Well. Amen. May that be the truth for you this morning. May it be well with your soul. And if it isn't, stop and pray. Ask someone else to pray with you, for you. Because you are special. Because you are made in the image of God. And because Jesus Christ sacrificed himself that we can be completely forgiven. That we can be called his dearly loved children. So may you go knowing that it is indeed well with your soul this morning. May you go knowing God's peace and his hope filling your heart. And may his light direct your paths in all that you do this week. Amen.